Hi there, this is Austin Hetzler, the pastor of Christ the Rock Church of Elyria, Ohio. We at Christ the Rock are humbled and grateful to be a part of your sanctification today as you listen to this sermon. But at the same time, we want to encourage you to be a member of a good local church and not to allow online sermons to replace the local church and to benefit from the life of that church and to give your spiritual gifts back to that church. Having said that, our website is www.christrockchurch.com. If you go there, you can find sermons, blogs, and other resources as well as our location and service times. You can also listen to the sermons on Bible Thumping Wingnut, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. I, along with the membership of Christ the Rock Church, pray that this sermon will be a blessing to you. All right. Good morning, church. Well, let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before you and we thank you for this beautiful day you've given us, Lord. We thank you for Lord's Day worship and that, Lord, we can come here and worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, uh, please open our hearts and open our minds to the word that is uh, taught and preached today, Lord, and guide us and direct us through your infinite wisdom. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I was saying, Jesus did not mince words. He, he didn't steer around the hard subjects, right? He, he, he hit them head on. And uh, it was real interesting, you know, who, a lot of times it was this with the uh, Pharisees, right? It was, it was going toe-to-toe. And the Pharisees, I always love it when it says they tried to trick him or they wanted to see if, you know, and it's just like, man, they did not know who they were dealing with. You know, Jesus knew exactly what they wanted before he even came up there. So today, uh, if, if you want to turn in your Bibles, we are, uh, we're reading Matthew chapter 5, verses 38 through 48. And I'm going to go through uh, both sections. One's on about retaliation. And the other one is on love your enemies. And then I have some questions and some statements after that. And I'm sure we'll have some talk after the teaching today. So I'll start. You have heard that it was said. Now, again, if you look at verse 38 and 43, you have heard that it was said. Jesus starts this off. So he should put them on their toes right away of like, okay, I should know this already. You should, you know, so whatever he's going to say is something that should, should be taught and have been taught by the Pharisees and scribes, right? You should have, uh, you, you, sh- you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you, and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. That's the first section. That's on retaliation. The next one's on love your enemies. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. 
For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? If you greet only your brothers, what more are you to do than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Therefore, you therefore must be perfect as your father in heaven, your heavenly father is perfect. So, you know, this is uh, always been a area of, of question for, you know, the difference between the pacifist, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, we can even go into, you know, that Christians shouldn't be in government. Uh, a, a lot of this is, is where this is derived uh, from wrongly. So, you know, is this a call for Christians to be pacifists? Absolutely not. You know, you know, and it's but it's understandable how the reference would be made. Uh, it, it, you know, when we're reading Matthew five, Sermon on the Mount, in regards that Jesus certainly does seem to call Christians to a passive and nonviolent response when a Christian is being mistreated. But let's put it in context. Uh, and the question is exactly what is Jesus really asking us to do? And what does the word of Jesus mean for the individual Christian and more broadly for a Christian community or a Christian society? So have you kind of got the uh, gist here? What, what, what are we talking about? We're talking about conflicts between Christians, right? Believers, right? Um, you know, and so when we, we notice this, when we look at this section of Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is focusing on the individual Christian saying, I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. Um, that is a term of uh, legal status, right? As far as um, if somebody's going to take you to court. That, 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 it's in that gist. Uh, but if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. We're going to get into this. So it is obvious, so this is obvious very much that an individual ethic is in play at this point, right? This is an individual ethic. When it, when it says, uh, if you get slapped on the right cheek, turn your left cheek. Can somebody turn somebody else's cheek without it being in a violent situation? Who's turning the cheek here? The Christian is turning. You can only turn your own cheek. In this, in this context. So Jesus is uh, talking one-on-one -on -one to Christians here. And what he's saying in a broad sense is that we are not to resist injustice. We are to try to love our enemy, right? Um, you know, I gave that example last week. You know, the, that, that maintenance manager wasn't really my enemy, but man, I treated him like my enemy. Because he aggravated me and, 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 and made me angry. Um, we are to pray for those who dis despitefully use us, right? Um, what better does it do the soul 
than to just get angry at somebody when there's injustice happening to you. When, you're, when, when somebody's treating you wrong and doing it deliberately, what good is it to boil with anger, right? That person's gaining everything from that, right? They're, they're accomplishing their task. What about if we go and pray for the situation, pray for that person? That will make a difference. Because what are we relying on? We're relying on God to intervene for us, right? Um, so, there, you know, there is a sense in which Christians individually are to try to return good for evil uh, by resisting evil in strong ways. We resist evil in strong ways. Uh, a good quote uh, from Martin Luther here. He, he reflected on this, and he said, um, he reflected on those who in his days read it as a pacifist. So, you know, this, this hasn't been a pacifist uh, doctrine. It's been a, for a long, long time. It's been twisted as, as pacifist. But Martin Luther said, uh, quote, this is what the individual Christian is called to, but it is not even what the individual Christian is called to with reference to others. So Luther said, um, the call to love my neighbor may mean that I have to intervene to protect my neighbor. Because what's happening here? If, 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 you're, if you're unjustly, and, and remember, what are we talking about when we're talking about our neighbor? What, what, is, what is this context? Who, who's, who's Jesus talking to here? He's talking to Christians. He's talking to, you know, believers. Right. So, um, so Luther said, you know, again, um, it says, you know, he, he says, call to love my neighbor may mean that I have to intervene to protect my neighbor. So really, you're going in intervention, and it's, you know, it seems like against the grain. Anytime anybody's coming against you and doing evil against you to pray for them, pray for their salvation or pray for, you know, clarity in mind. But we have to do that as Christians. So that, that's, the, that's the good. That's, that's the praying for the, for the one that's against you, Right. Um, I can turn my cheek, but I don't have the right to turn somebody else's cheek, right? I can give away my tunic, my coat, but I don't have the right to give my neighbor's tunic away, right? Um, And therefore, the call to love your neighbor means that I have to be willing in a variety of ways to protect my neighbor. This is... is, this is, goes against every grain of our, I want to get back at you. Because I know I've dealt with that in my life. You know, I dealt with anger in my life to where I've, you know, I hope the same horrible things that you're trying to do to me happen to you. You know? And so stopping and, and praying and, and asking wisdom from God of how to deal with the situation. Seek counsel. Never let things boil up within you. Uh, and and uh, again, uh, Luther went on to say, quote, and Calvin and Reformed leaders would have said the same. 
you know, he's, he's just confirmation that, that, you know, this is, this is, this is not just my thought. This is what others have said also. Um, and one of the ways in which we love our neighbor and look for the protection of our neighbor is through the, the institution of civil government, which God has ordained, right? Uh, God has instituted civil government to protect the weak against the strong and to protect the good against the wicked, right? Um, and that's what Paul said in Romans 13, and you, you'll remember this from the God and Government series, uh, what Paul said in Romans 13, I think verse 4, uh, the civil magistrate does not bear the sword in vain. You know, that, that can be taken in, in a lot of ways. So God does ordain, even if we don't agree. I mean, I think the current administration right now is kind of like far as far as we could see. But you know what? God's allowing that. God in his sovereignty is allowing that. Um, so we just need to pray, trust the Lord in that, and, and that, you know, his will will be done. Something's going to be done through this. And... Is the right that, and it is right that violence sometimes can be used to protect the weak from violence, right? So there's times that you do have to step in, right, to protect the weak. So this isn't a pacifist statement at all. You know, and like I said uh, earlier, some pacifists, of course, you know, that's why they say, uh, well, that's my Christian, uh, that's why Christians can't serve in government. You know, that, that, that's, that is not at all true you know it's, it's funny because i think you said the same thing pastor the other day when we were talking I, I can't remember what the context was around but you know there there is nothing really in scripture that suggests christians can't serve in the government or even can't serve in armies when and i think this is your example was when john the baptist was asked by a soldier what he needed to be saved he gave him the gospel john didn't say don't leave the army he sent him back, right? Um, so I think pacifists have taken the scripture that maybe many of us don't take seriously enough. It's something that we need to dive down into, and it's, it's a good personal study for yourself, it, it, the, the, these sections. The whole Sermon on the Mount is, I mean, you're, you're talking about small chunks of really serious stuff, right, that, 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 that Jesus is, again, bringing out again i think uh it has to be beyond applied beyond the individual individual in social ways and i think um that we need to stick to scripture when it comes to these things so next time that you come under attack and, and such first thing we want to do as people is we want to attack back don't we we need to put it back in perspective. Now, if somebody's being attacked and it's a violent attack, so that, that's a totally different thing, but it's covered in this, we would retaliate and protect them, right? But in, the, in this situation, what Jesus is saying, in a nonviolent situation, like I said, uh, you know, he might get slapped or backhanded in the cheek. Was that a death blow? Absolutely not. That wasn't a death blow. And it wasn't like the other person went like this and turned the cheek and then nailed the other cheek. That person turned their own cheek, 
right? Um, it should show you the level of, of where things are at here. So pacifists are, I think, very well-meaning, but I think they're really super wrong in the way they interpret this scripture, right? And, you know, it, it's something that we should, uh, again, I, I, I like that it, it, one of the things that I, I, I think I skipped over was when it talked about anybody forcing you to go a mile, give him two miles. Um, during that time, a Roman soldier could come up to anybody in the street, say, come here, here's all my equipment, you're carrying it for me, where, where I'm going. And, you know, it's the attitude of, like, uh, I don't want to do this, but, you know, I will do it, right? And I'll even go that extra mile. And at the last statement, it says, therefore, you must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Can we be as perfect as God? Absolutely not. Is it something that we need to strive for? Yes. That's the only way we're going to be able to do this. That's the only way we're going to be able to um, love our neighbor as ourselves. And if we're done, if, if something's done wrong to us, instead of reaching out and immediately retaliating to back up, who do you go to? Go to the Lord first, right? Um, if you're still confused on the issue, seek counsel. But don't immediately turn to retaliation. Always, you know, go to the Lord in prayer. Hi there, this is Austin Hetzler, the pastor of Christ the Rock Church of Elyria, Ohio. We at Christ the Rock are humbled and grateful to be a part of your sanctification today as you listen to this sermon. But at the same time, we want to encourage you to be a member of a good local church and not to allow online sermons to replace the local church and to benefit from the life of that church and to give your spiritual gifts back to that church. Having said that, our website is www.christrockchurch.com. If you go there, you can find sermons, blogs, and other resources as well as our location and service times. You can also listen to the sermons on Bible Thumping Wingnut, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. I, along with the membership of Christ the Rock Church, pray that this sermon will be a blessing to you.